Gibson is going to be speaking tonight. Um, you can move things around. Um, I have, um, yeah, give him. Yeah, um, Andrew's a, a very honorable man. Um, I, I haven't been able to spend too much time around him, but I've had the opportunity to be around him some. Uh, he he he's cared for me. Um, he's been intentional about coming and saying hi, how you doing, um, and he's meant it. And that's been just an honor for me to to see him around and um, get to serve at his wedding. And there's a lot of his siblings here right now. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna pray for you quick, and we'll. Dear Lord, um, we thank you for Andrew, and we thank you for his humility, God, um, before you, that you have clothed him um, with the mantle of humility, God, and, and that is something that he, he walks in, and we, we thank you that he um, has come before you, God, to ask what you would speak tonight, and he even said um, that, that, Lord, tonight's going to be a powerful night, and, and you, you've done that um, in our midst already. People have, have received freedom, God, have, have, have received the touch of your Holy Spirit um, and your love. It has been manifest in a very real way in our midst already. And so we pray that, that as Andrew speaks, your Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts. Um, God, we submit to, to your leading tonight in the Holy Spirit. And we, we bless him with, um, with clarity of mind to hear you and to speak and boldness to speak. And we thank you for the work that you're going to do in our hearts tonight. And we pray these things in your son's name. Jesus, amen. Well, it's good to finally be back. It's been a long time since I've actually been able to hang out with you guys on a Tuesday night. And I I have, and, uh, and it's partly my work schedule that's changed. It allowed me to come back. And, um, and uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, my name is Andrew. And uh, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> Some people used to call me Battery. For that reason, <laughs> double A or something like that, kind of a bad one, isn't it? Um, but before we get too far along, though, worship wasn't that just fantastic? Praise the Lord! Thanks to Ben Valentine, Andrew, Karis, Tim, and Eric. Don't forget the sound guy, because if there wasn't a sound person, did you hear what I just said? No, of course not, because he turned it off. But no, seriously, though, <laughs> sound guy is a part of the worship team as well. And just remember some of the songs um, that we sang tonight, because I didn't talk with Ben about what I was talking about. Um, and uh, but some of those are going to key into the message. I might not highlight them, but you might remember them. The Holy Spirit might highlight it for you, and just like, wow, look at that connection. Holy Spirit loves to weave weave things together, doesn't he? And so, um, we're going to be talking about Jesus, and someone was asking if if we're going to be using the Bible. and Wouldn't you know it? We're going to be using the Bible. So, if you have your Bible handy, you can turn to 
Hmm. Somewhere in there. That's really good. That's why you have notes, right? Uh, we're probably going to be looking at John kind of 14, 15, 16, and 17. Probably won't go over that whole, all those chapters. <laughs> we don't have time for that. We might even just hit on a couple of verses in there. And, um, but before we, before we get into that, uh, I'll just tell a little bit about myself. Just, I know many of you and get to see some of you often around here at the ranch when I'm here, but like I said, I haven't been here for like, seems like seven months or something like that. I guess that was since I was married to my wife, Britta. So she's here with me tonight. Yay. And um, just totally not on the subject that what I'm going to talk about tonight. So this is just, just extra um, bonus, you could say, if it's helpful. Something that people have been asking me a lot since I've been married is relationship advice. And uh, so like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's kind of cool. Um, but uh, <laughs> one, one, one thing, now I'm not going to remember what I was like, going to say about that now. So, <laughs> um, oh, I, I remember now. Okay, so, so mostly single people are asking me this now, right? <laughs> and, uh, but I realize that this actually applies with, for, for everything and everyone. Say friends as you poss- long as you possibly can. A friend of mine told me that years ago, and it was so helpful. Stay friends as you as long as you possibly can, because you really get to learn about the person and how to be friends with them. And um, so, anyways, that's just a little side note. Are you still friends? And you know what? Still friends. Yeah, and becoming better friends. And what I wanted to say about that is that what's great about marriage is that it helps you become a better friend, not only to your spouse, but to others and family members. And so it's a huge upgrade, and I'm very grateful for it. And, of course, you know, God has his timing with all of that. And so press into him, be pursuing the Lord, and as you pursue him, he'll bring that spouse along. And those that you're friends with and those that you're interested in, stay friends as long as you possibly can. All right. All right. So let's let's get on to the, the good stuff. The living God is a missionary God. God is on a mission and he's inviting us to join him on his mission. This This God that we serve... He's a missionary. And think of how he came all the way from heaven to earth as a baby. How cross-cultural can you get? Seriously. So what is his mission? What is God's mission? When you think about Jesus being here on earth and all the things that he said... What are some of the most important things to you? Or what are some of the most important things to the church? I want a relationship. To love one another. Intimacy. Show us the Father. He showed us the Father. Yeah. Yeah. 
What else? Destroy the works of the devil. Truth. To save the lost. To serve. To heal. To bring glory to the Father. To empower. To save. To die for our sins on the cross. Jesus said a lot of important stuff that we need to remember, don't we? (laughs) And we get to, and we want to, and we're learning to, and we're growing in that. I think one of the most significant things that Jesus said was follow me. One of two of my favorite words in the Bible are with me. Jesus invited us to be with him. He wants a friendship. He wants people to be with him, to go with him, to go where he's going. And it wasn't like he was asking people to follow him while they're following other things. He was asking for exclusivity. He was asking for total surrender. He was asking to lay it all down. It doesn't seem logical when he told the first disciples, follow me. And they just dropped their stuff, dropped their nets and followed. When Jesus asks us to follow him, it's radical. It's sacrificial. It's full abandonment. And think about this. He didn't even explain himself to them. He didn't even tell them where he was going, what he was doing. He just said, follow me. How is he doing that in our life? How is he doing that for you? Follow me. Without any explanation. Without knowing where you're going. Like Abraham. Are you and I ready to drop everything and follow him? This isn't just a one-time deal. Salvation isn't just a prayer that we pray and we're in. Salvation is saying, I'm going to follow you, Jesus, wherever you go. So, we're all, well, maybe not. Maybe some of you aren't familiar with the Great Commission. Are most of you familiar with the Great Commission? It's where Jesus, at the end of his life, apparently left sort of this last charge. And I may get into it later. I'll just maybe read it here with us. It's in the the last chapter of, of Matthew. You don't have to turn there. It's in 28 if you're taking notes. Matthew 28. He says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is where Jesus commanded us to go. But before he commanded us to go, he invited us to follow him. And so... 
we're not going to be going out until we're following Him. We're not going to be taking this commandment, this charge, until we first get to know Him and hang out with Him. Going is perhaps the most crucial element of Christianity. It really is. But before we go, we must learn to follow. Following Him may be one of the hardest challenges that you and I face. Because there's a cost, isn't it? There's a huge cost. And to think about some of those that He asked to follow Him. I alluded to this earlier. In in beginning of Matthew. So now we're going back. We started the and now we're going to the beginning and he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them immediately. They left the boat and their father and followed him. I haven't figured this out yet, but I'd sure like to. I'd sure like to get that. I'd sure like to follow like they did immediately with urgency. Like right now. Where are you, Jesus? Oh, I want to be there right now. We're all learning to grow in this surrender and walk that out. It's an ongoing thing, isn't it? Okay, so a couple things I'd like to say. We just read the passage in Matthew. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Kind of interesting there, don't you think? This is vision. This is movement. This is Jesus taking us on a journey that he's going to make us fishers of men. So we're talking about discipleship tonight. But we're also talking about evangelism. And by the end of the night, I think you're going to see that they're connected. And they're connected because we're following Jesus, who is an evangelist, and who's following the Father. Here's a really hard question. If I'm not making disciples, am I actually following Jesus? Because he said here, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. If he says, I will make you fishers of men, then who, and that's not happening, then who are we following? Now hear me out. I'm not saying that you're not a Christian, okay? If you're not making disciples, we're all on a journey, aren't we? And we're working towards that. But if this is the first time you're hearing something like this, then what might have you been following? Or who might you have been following? Maybe in some areas of our life, we're not following Jesus. And maybe in this area, this is something that as a group, as a body, as communitas, that we're learning to grow more and more in. And we're starting to catch more of what the Holy Spirit is saying. Say, go here, do this, move here, follow me over there.
So we get to do that together. We get to go on that journey together. So another question. What did Jesus say to those who wanted to follow him? And this, we haven't even gotten to John yet. We will get there, okay? Don't worry about that. Even if we don't, you can read it later on anyway. What did Jesus say to those who wanted to follow him? If you like, you can turn to Matthew 16. Then Jesus said, this is in uh, Matthew 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So for most of us, this is not too unfamiliar. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what shall a man give in return for his life? So as we follow Jesus, there is a cost. And it's going to require our life. It's going to require us laying down our desires, our wants. You know, These are things that aren't, I think, um, unfamiliar to us. But tonight is just a fresh call to respond to him and look to him perhaps in a in a different way in a new way as he invites us to look at the harvest at look at making disciples as he commissioned us go and make disciples of all nations so recently i've been asking the question what does transformation look like and how does that actually happen in my life how does transformation happen in my life and i've been asking that of others how has transformation happened in your life talk to me a little bit here think about the environment where you experienced the most transformation describe that to me suffering A loving one. Community. Community. Worship. Worship. An encounter with God. Consistency. Heartbreak. Yeah, heartbreak. A mentor. What was the last one? Say it a little louder. Rejection. So through pain and, and, and suffering. Through external pressures. Think about what we're describing. Okay? We all need the church. We love the church. We're part of the church. But none of us, none of us had said the word church. Could that mean that what God is bringing us into something that is even better than what we received and we inherited? Could it be that as we move forward with him, the picture of his bride, his church, that he is refining and he is making holy, it's becoming, you know, who he wants it to be. There's more. 
There's more for us. And the things that we're describing, I think, are a part of the church because we are the church, right? But let's, let's really take a hard look at this. Some of these things that we talked about. Community, that's like church, right? But not, not just on a Sunday morning, right? Consistency on an ongoing basis, on a regular time. Familiarity with people. Getting close to one another. Worship. Hello. This evening, I mean, God was there. God was here. He was meeting us. Doing life with 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 one another, with mentors. So Jesus invites us to follow Him. He invites us to walk where He is going and doing the things that He is doing. And so... One way to summarize some of the things that we talked about just now is his presence. Worship is being in his presence. And when you think back to Genesis, Adam walked with God. And that's what God is wanting us to bring, what God is bringing us back to, being able to walk with him again and go with him and move with him. It says in Colossians 2, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. There's movement. It's not stationary. So, going back to Matthew 28, the Great Commission, we're teaching people to follow a person. There are a lot of great rules. There are a lot of cool principles, but that's not it. We're not teaching people to follow some rules. We're not teaching people to find a bunch of cool principles in the Bible. We're teaching people to follow Jesus, a person who's real and living and who's with us. And we want to invite others into that same experience. And that's where evangelism comes in. Witnessing. Making us fishers of men. Well, we're just sharing the life that he's shared with us and we're giving it over to them and saying, taste and see. Look how good he is. Holy Spirit, what would you like to say? What would you like to do? I've surrendered to you. I've died to myself. That's the kind of mindset that we want to have. We want to be walking in. There's a book by Brother Lawrence, Practicing His Presence. I think it was my grandparents who may have first introduced that book to me. I tried to run upstairs and find it on my dad's bookshelf. And there's a lot of books there. It's hard to find. (laughs) I like the premise of it, and but I want to just emphasize what we're talking about when we say presence. We're talking about Jesus, a person, a real living being who is alive. So here we come to John 15. Finally, I thought we'd never get there. 
And this whole passage is talking about abiding and being with Jesus. Abide with me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So there's there's a connectedness to him. There's an invitation. We're, we're spending time with him. And so at this point, I think a very practical thing that we need to be looking at is how we're spending time with him, right? What does that look like in your life? Later on, we're going to have a time to discuss things together. And this might be one of those questions that you would bring up with one or two other people where this could be upgraded in your life. And sometimes you can get some ideas from others and you just need prayer over this area in your life of getting in God's word and spending time with him. By the way, Jesus is the word, right? And so when we're spending time with him, it would make sense to ask him, what do you want to, where do you want to lead me in your scripture? What do you want to show me about yourself? You know, some of these, these good questions. Jesus tried to the Pharisees, you, you're su- you search the scriptures, but you failed to see me. You're not looking for me. We need to be uh, looking for Jesus. And I think a good question to ask, or not a question, but just a prayer as we come to his holy scriptures, say, Jesus, where are you? I want to follow you. And I think there actually are some consistencies. Someone mentioned that word earlier, so I'm going to take advantage of that. There are some things that he has you going in that were previous. So you can go back to those, you know. So you don't have to just jump around like, oh, what do I study today? Just kind of the next Bible verse, right? But there may be a theme that he has you in, some cool attribute of his character that you're wanting to just dive into. You you look at Galatians, you see who he is. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. All these things, you know, you could do a quick Bible study on. It'd be getting to learn about him that way. It was mentioned earlier, Trinity Works, and what they're doing this fall. I love how they're connecting intimacy and evangelism. That until we encounter God, until we have his life, there's no place for us to be trying to witness to anyone. We're following Jesus first in our own life, and then we can show others, hey, check this guy out. It's a great, great thing that's going on. And I, when is that happening again? September 8, Messenger Boot Camp. So I'd highly recommend that. Trinity to Works is just doing a great thing on this. Learning how to spend time with him. So like I said earlier, in small group, that might be a question to ask. God, how can I upgrade my time with you? <laughs> what do you want that to look like these days? And just ask him some, some simple questions like that. All right, so been asking a lot of questions, kind of answering some of them. And just finding here in my notes a guy that, that really turned me on to this whole subject. His name is Jack Ahmet. And a, a number of years ago, had a chance to hear some teaching by him. He's a missionary, and he went down to Brazil. And I won't be able to tell, of course, his story like he can tell his story. And it's been a long time since I've, I've heard it. So those that may know him or heard of him, you know, pardon my borrowing his story for a little bit. But he went down to Brazil, and he 
found just a few guys and he spent time with them and mentored them and discipled them. And as a result of just spending time with a few people and really investing in them, he turned over a whole denomination, a whole region, you could say. And these guys are pastoring large churches in that area just by spending time with a few people. And so it's not about, you know, trying to witness to everyone. It's not about trying to get all your friends and all your family, although that's a good thing. and We want to be praying for that and seeking the Lord on that. But it is about listening to the Holy Spirit and saying, who, when, where, how? And that's when we're spending time with him, we're getting to know his heart. As we, we get close to his heart, as we get in his word, as we pray, as we learn how to worship, all of these sort of things are going to allow us to get closer to him. So before I wrap up, what do we do when we don't feel his presence? What do we do when we don't feel like going after him? Abiding with him. It's hard. That's where the rubber meets the road. Right? To go after him when we don't feel like it. When we're struggling. But I tell you, let me, from my testimony, just say that from all the times that I felt like not pursuing him, but did, and just felt either gross for some reason or just weak or frail or just stubborn or dry or just like, ah, what am I going to get out of this? You know, just just be frank. I mean, wait, never mind, bad joke. <laughs> I'm Andrew, not Frank. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, my wife will hit me on that one later. So where was I? Frank. Frank. To be real with God and not Frank. And to uh, just come before him. Every single time. Every single time he meets me where I'm at. Every. Always. No matter how, where I'm at, as long as I pursue him, as long as I'm turning my heart towards him, he meets me. Now, some some days I still feel like I only made it to the second step, you know, and he met me there. And it wasn't like some glorious experience, but he met me there. And there's other times where I feel like, you know, we got just, elevated right up to the third heaven you know just like woo! i didn't know that was coming so we do it day in day out regularly we don't want to miss a few days a few weeks and let, let a whole month go by a whole year go by you know of not encountering him not being with him because that's where transformation happens we're in his presence okay so what do we do when we don't feel or sense his presence? We do it anyway, right? 
we practice from inspiration to perspiration. You know, we just do the hard work. And it says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. There's a part of it that is discipline. You know, and that's okay. And sometimes we need people. Okay, so I think we're going to now talk about people, spending time with people. Sometimes we don't have it all, so we need to be around others. And, you know, be intentional about that and work at that. So I'm going to show a quick uh, video and then um, we're going to break up into uh, small groups and want to get that queued up. So God's taking us on a mission as we're spending time with him and as we're engaging with culture, as we're engaging with our friends, this is just one way that we can be creative about how we're taking advantage of something that we are already doing in our life. I'll speak more about it in after this.
connecting with God. And some of us need to return some of our good and old hobbies and then do those with other people. And I would also challenge us to not do that by ourselves, but to do that with another person. Jesus sent out the disciples two by two. And so maybe even more. How about a small group? You know, you might have a hobby of ultimate Frisbee. And so go do that in the park and invite pre-Christians to join you. Okay? What an awesome opportunity to engage with people while doing something that you enjoy. So I think there's been some small groups that have uh, been starting to form here at uh, Communitas. And one of the things that I'd like to challenge is that as we spend time with one another, sharpening each other, life on life, as we're following the life, Jesus, that he would invite us into his mission of going. That word go, make disciples, is as you are going, as you are doing the things that you enjoy, as you are doing your calling, your work, your, um, your dreams, that you are making disciples, you're teaching, you're showing the way to Jesus. So I'm going to pray right now, and then we're going to break up into small groups, and we're going to talk about just a few things. I mentioned your devotional life, your quiet time, abiding with Jesus, spending time with him, getting in his word. What way could that be upgraded in your life? Maybe it's adding something new to that. Maybe it's being consistent in one study as you're saying, Jesus, I want to study your love. So looking up all the verses on love. Or maybe adding some prayers or adding some questions in your pursuit of Jesus in the scripture. Talk to one another about that. You might you might be stuck on something. And so just share where you might be stuck in your devotional life. And either through prayer or through a word of advice, someone could just speak a word and say, hey, try this. You know, that's good, right? So that's one thing we're going to talk about. The second thing is, what might my missional hobby be? That what doesn't have to happen tomorrow, but maybe down the road. For me, I like to build things. And so, you know, it might be doing some sort of craft and inviting people to, to participate with, with me in that. But... At the end of the night, write these things down, and, and uh, it would be cool to start getting a list of things. And so, um, if there's like everyone, there's let's say there's ten people that like ultimate frisbee. Well, wouldn't it be cool if that those people all get together and go hit the park together, right? Um, and so, if you want to, I'm going to put a piece of paper up here, and we're just going to collect at the end of the night your interests, your hobbies, and put down your name. And, and if you want to do something like that, you know, we'll make a connection. Otherwise, there's already small groups that are being formed, and, and uh, we can get you a part of that too. All right. Does that make we clear about what we're going to talk about? Any questions? Okay. We'll have prayer people up here. So if you want to just receive ministry, like Brandon had said earlier, you can come up.
and receive prayer, just receive a blessing. And um, take time to pray with one another when we break up in groups of like two or three, maybe no more than four. And the prayer people can come up right now. And I'll just pray a blessing over you and then officially dismiss you. If you need to go, you can go. I think there's going to be fellowship time upstairs. Like I said, prayer time up here. But turn, as soon as I finish praying, turn around, grab a couple others, and go after these subjects. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your presence here and how you just love to invite us in to your presence and to be with you and to follow you and, and, and to take us on a, just a journey. We, th- we thank you for your presence. You say you'll never leave us nor forsake us. God, you're so kind. You're so kind to, to not only show us the way, but to be the way. God, you're so kind to not just show us the truth, but to be the truth and be right there with us. You're so kind not just to, to lead us to life, but be the life in us. And so I bless my brothers and sisters here tonight in the journey that you're taking each one of them on. And I pray that as they practice hearing you and listening and following you, that they might uh, just have a fresh experience and and a fresh awakening of what that can mean and look like. We love you, Jesus, and we uh, just, again, take this time to worship you and and bless your name. And uh, as we go from here, uh, lead us in our time of discussion and the rest of the night as we continue to fellowship. Jesus, your name, we proclaim this. Amen.